Hi, you've called Age. And Mitch. And this is Message on the Machine. Gritty conversations by smooth operators. You know what to do. Adrian. Yes? I would like to just take a moment to welcome you to our Jubilee episode right now. Jubilee? Like, because <laughs> we're royalty? Well, no, our Jubilee is the 25th celebration of something. Oh, it's episode 25. Yeah, welcome. Uh, welcome to us and welcome to everyone else yeah. to episode 25. Please take a seat and sit back and enjoy the Jubilee. Pop your earphones in and... Get excited, bitches. My yeah. name is H. And I'm Mitch. And this is our 25th episode of Message on the Machine, where we are here again to discuss all the things about our life and topics that you guys experience in your life and... And everything in between. That's basically it, yeah. Yeah, well, we've done it 24 times now, so you'd think we'd you'd have think some I'd... kind of an idea of what's going on. <laughs> you'd think I'd know how to intro an app. Yeah, but Obviously however... struggling. Maybe by the 50th. Maybe. Before we get cracking, would you like to give me a little life update, please? How have you been? Because this is our post-Sydney app. Post-Sydney app. So, obviously, everyone has been watching furiously yeah. at our antiques. Yeah. I mean, our our reel that we made of the trip has broken records, so it's safe to assume that everyone's gotten some kind of a snippet. It's viral. Of- <laughs> Absolutely viral. We went viral. Yeah. We got... You know, 60 views. That's right. So we obviously have just gotten back from a Sydney trip, which was super duper fun. Mm. Let me ask you a best moment. Oh, that's a hard one. Yeah, it's tough. Um, Look, there was a lot of drinking and there was a lot of partying that went on that trip. And all of that is so, so fun. Yep. But the old soul in me, as Mm. I'm approaching my 30s, really (laughs) can't... (laughs) Really could not look away and look past, sorry, the dinner that we had at the Apollo. There's just something so great about just sitting down for a great meal. Here's a reco. Yeah. If you're in Sydney and you haven't been, go there. I'm sure you have because it's fucking amazing. And if you're visiting Sydney soon, Mm. um, book a table at the Apollo. It is stunning. So it's a Greek restaurant. Yes. And which can I say... Sometimes I struggle with Greek. Yeah, but this was on another level. Hey? Later in the meal, I was struggling. When it got <laughs> to the meat and potatoes portion of the pageant, I was a little bit confused. Can I just say, in the lead up to this, Mitch was like, we we're talking all things Greek food, like excited on the way there. And Mitch is like, yeah, look, I'm not that hungry. You know, if you just give me a plate of tarama salada and a spoon, I'd be pretty happy. <laughs> and I was. It came out, it was the first thing that came out and I was in my element and then they took away my dips and started serving me just like, I'll be be honest. Real food. Beautiful meats. Yeah, it was beautiful. And roast potatoes. Something about a roast potato is really daunting to me. (laughs) You and a carb. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm not averse to eating. It's just, I feel really unwell (laughs) after one roast potato. Obviously, well, you had no such qualms. No, I had more than one roast yeah. potato, that's yeah, for yeah. sure. Uh, but no, the food was amazing. The, the atmosphere and the vibe was great. Drinks were heaven. Service was great. We all mm. were dressed up. It was our little night on the town. Sex and the City girls. Yeah, we got a couple of Cosmos, the whole, yeah. the whole shebang. So that was really up there. I think it was just really nice. It was also really nice for us to just sit around and like, you know, have that nice civilised conversation before we... Write ourselves off for the rest of the trip, basically. Yeah, well, that's it, yeah. It's, yeah. You know, it's about balance. <laughs> that's it. What about you? What was your highlight? Mine, we've discussed it. It was a quieter moment. Yeah. 
It was literally just when we were at the club. Obviously, that whole moment was, like, nice in itself. Yep. But I ran off by myself quickly to go to the toilet. Yeah. And when I came back, I just saw you looking around, <laughs> looking around the club for me like a hyena in the savannah. Yeah. And you just spotted me and nodded and just looked back to whatever you were doing. <laughs> That's right. And it was just like... It was just a beautiful sort of... It was a check-in. Yeah. It was simply just like, hey, I'm here. It really warmed my heart. That's beautiful. To the point where I thought that I was in love with you for the next 24 <laughs> hours. And then I sobered up and now here we are, yeah. miserable. We'll go back to the beginning, I guess. So a few of you went to see Hamilton. Oh Can my you God, give yes. us a little review? Because I obviously didn't go. So Hamilton, Reco, yeah. And I wanted to ask, how do you feel having not gone now? Fine about it, I'll be honest. Oh, really? Yeah, like I think in theory it would have been nice, but I also really enjoyed my time. So I decided not to go to the theatre to see the show, everyone. One, I just didn't really have that big of an interest. Um, in the show and and also you just decided instead to sit at home (laughs) run yourself a bath or whatever the fuck you did and then I kind of got myself stuck in this idea that like they'll all go I'll have the whole Airbnb to myself I can do whatever I want I can be whoever I want to be in this big city and I did and I enjoyed the Airbnb for a little bit then I went out on my own, went for a big walk, stopped at this gorgeous restaurant, <laughs> had dinner alone and sat up at the bar, ordered a cocktail and I was watching like this guy play live music and I was just in my mind in France, close my that just the most you thing ever. We get back from this show, this like culturally iconic moment for me and the two boys <laughs> that I went with and Adrian's come back. He's a little bit cut because he's had a couple of cockies by himself on some like terrace <laughs> and he's given the Airbnb a bit of a zhuzh and he's ironing a shirt, drying his hair up, ready for the Should night. <laughs> yeah, got home. I'd taken my time to get ready. There was no one yelling at me saying we're going soon, blah, blah, mm. blah. Boys walked in. I had poured my first... Pre-drink. Yeah. Looking the goods. Looking <laughs> schmick. Had some nice thinking time out at the restaurant. Yeah, right. Anyway, so would you recommend Hamilton? Oh, 150%. It is so phenomenally good. Okay. Like, if you can get there, get there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it? Will it come to Melbourne, do you think? Um, I hope not, because I don't want you to have the opportunity to see it. <laughs> because I, I think, think that you've already shunned it. Yeah. Poor Alexander Hamilton. No, that's fine. Yeah. And then what else? We had the gorgeous dinner at the Apollo, as we said, and then we went on to have like a really big day. Um, we went to a drag show, sort of brunch, bottomless brunch yes. at the Ivy at the pool yeah. bar, which was absolutely heaven. Yeah. I feel like though, let's just fast forward to what the people want to hear. Mm. The moment when you <laughs> at the club jumped on a couch and then turned to me and said, I've just blown the back out of my pants. So I split my pants at 3am at a club that we didn't actually have tickets to get into. So we we just knew someone at the door. So we weren't actually able to leave. Yes, correct. um, Which kind of left us stranded in there just... Me and Mitch in a disabled toilet, just kind of like, what do I do? Well, you can imagine the two of us. What time is like 3 a.m.? Yeah. Completely obliterated. Yeah. Trying to form formulate some kind of a plan for how to deal with the fact that your white ass was just hanging out <laughs> of these black leather pants. So I had these black leather pants on and I went to jump and me and Mitch were like, let's sit down for a sec. So I went to jump on the couch and I don't know why I jumped, but I did. And 
literally the stitching from one ass cheek to the other just <laughs> ripped and my whole ass was out with my white undies yeah and yeah mitch basically shuffled behind me all the way to the bathroom yeah so i could assess the damage damage was a lot of damage it was carnage back Kinda there like a bazooka had been shot out the back <laughs> of my ass and then we decided fuck it let's just stay and then i looked at mitch and i was like well i don't want to go home because i don't want to get changed because we won't get back in here so so we're staying Take me to a dark corner and just let me dance. Yeah, so that's exactly what we did. And that was beautiful. So, yeah, that happened. Um, But, yeah, then the next day we went on a boat party. That was really nice. Out into the harbour. Tick the box. The boat party was when I thought I was in love with you the whole day. Yeah, I wanted to throw you off. You were giving me nothing, which is, like, mean. (laughs) Which was doing a lot of, like, I just love you and, like, hanging off me. And, like, I was tired and hungover. And I was like, get off me. Off the like, first time I've ever shown you any kind of affection, <laughs> which you desperately crave. Mm. And it was the one day that you were just hungover and just wanted to actually. I have hungover. No filter. Don't care. Get the fuck off me. Go get me a drink. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anything. Yeah. Anything for you, sir. Yeah. Um, so that was that. And then you just brought home a gorgeous, enormous souvenir on your neck. And that's really, that's really all I really wanted to cover for this trip. We went there. Yep. Yes. I did come home with a golfing injury, we'll call it, (laughs) on the neck. That's what they're telling us. Yes. Provided by someone else's mouth. Yeah. yeah. So I got a fucking hickey and it's quite (laughs) large and literally got in the car. I, well, I got back from the night out Mm. and the first thing that you boys said to me was, what the fuck is on your neck? Yeah. So a golfing she, injury. It was quite large. Anyway, that was kind of on the last night. So by the time I'd like left the next day and got on a plane and got home, I was actually getting a lift from my mum from the airport back to my place. And, and by this point, it's festered into like a welt. It's day two of the bruise. Yeah. Yeah, she's purple. Mm-hmm. 50 cent piece is about the size we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. And mum just looks at me within two minutes of being in the car and goes, Dal, you've got a giant hickey on your neck, like a really <laughs> fucking big one. <laughs> I was like, oh, do I? It's a golfing injury. Yeah. Was, oh, really? Were you playing golf? No. Don't ask those stupid questions, mum. Don't ask, don't tell, bitch. Exactly right. Um. So, yeah, that was that. But that's okay. Obviously, had a fun time. Well, what doesn't kill you? You know, it's a holiday. Exactly right. Um. So, obviously, let's wrap up this first little section with the classic question that you'll never let me forget again. What yes. was the last thing that you Googled this week? The last thing I Googled this week's a little bit bizarre. Okay. Um, it was actually more just to make sure I was spelling it properly. Cat. <laughs> no. Uh, close. No, it was McLeod's Daughters. Do you remember the TV show? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I never actually watched it. Yeah. But it's a funny, I feel like it's a funny ref that I make often. You know, first someone chucks a hat on, girl yeah. in a farmer's hat, McLeod's, McLeod's Daughters. daughters. Um, so, yeah, a girlfriend of mine posted a photo mm. in Boots and a Hat. So I just wanted to make sure I'd spelt it right because, you know, slow spell check will get you if oh, you don't. Oh, <laughs> I'm just waiting to end up on that thing because you you know they're watching our account like a hawk. Like a hawk. And we would not give them the credit. Just waiting for us to trip up. Absolutely not. Not with a gorgeous copywriter like yourself on the team. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that red squiggly line. Thank <laughs> God for her. Oh, Grammarly. There's yeah. a record. Working hard. Yeah. All right, what about you? What did you Google this week? Um, The last thing I Googled was Jubilee meaning. Perfect, which is obviously in preparation for our (laughs) 20th episode. Well, I was like, I've got a pretty good idea of what that means. But again, celeb spell check. Yep. Dot your I's, cross your T's, and here we are. Good PR, darling. 
So this week's episode is brought to you by brought to you by failed long distance relationships everywhere. Yep, I guess. And which it, I mean, it's you are hard pressed to find a successful one. Well, or are we? <laughs> We're about to go there. <laughs> Stay tuned. Watch this space. Yeah, no, great. I think um, obviously we have covered various topics under the love umbrella mm. to date, with plenty more to come. Plen- I think absolutely, it's the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah, and that I wish I could return. Yes, multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> you only get one receipt. Yeah. Anyway, so basically we are here to discuss falling in love away from home, mm-hmm. I guess, is the... Yeah, because let's be honest. It's the way to put it. You yeah. may have just found love. <laughs> are you referring to the person who gave you my hickey? <laughs> yeah, obviously. Because that is yet to be confirmed. No, I think that it's indeed love. No, I think you want it to be love. Yeah, obviously. I think you're in the, my corner with the pom-poms. Absolutely, yeah. It is a bit of a spark from that, but on our topics list, our filing cabinet that we obviously keep at headquarters. That we draw from, yes. Uh, we have had some good stories that we put away in there that do kind of revolve around travel and love or Mm. like travel and sex or you know that kind of whole experience so we thought let's combine the two yeah so today we want to discuss pretty much what is it about this kind of like lustful desire this like intense kind of like love I guess in brackets feeling Mm. that you get when you are overseas because we're around people day in and day out in our normal lives in our normal cities Especially in the gay bubble, everyone has... You've passed the faces in the crowd 500,000 times. 100%. And there's no love to be found whatsoever. So what do you think it is then that as soon as you're in a new place, your head is just instantly over your heels? Well, I think if I kind of just link back to what I was saying earlier about me in Sydney when I took myself out and I was in fake Paris out having a cocktail. Yeah. But really I was just... In Darlinghurst. But in the <laughs> on Oxford Street, actually. Yeah. Um, it's this sense of like kind of losing your identity a little bit that I think you can d- easily adopt when you're overseas. Like yeah. no one really knows who you are. No one really knows, you know, you have no sort of hang-ups or expectations. And there's this kind of like thrill around meeting someone new. And especially if they're foreign, mm. um, I think that it adds this element of like, sexiness to whoever they are yeah i think as well though there is something very exciting about an end date okay yeah so obviously if you meet someone in melbourne it's like you might see someone and be like well i'll see him again yeah or like i'll deal with that in a month yeah you know whatever it'll happen it's like finding out that you're dying of a deadly disease and suddenly everything needs to happen right now and it's so much more intense a one night only one night in paris completely like if you're like you know if you've flown in to barcelona for the weekend yeah and you meet someone who you're like that could be my husband it's like well i need to find that out right now so do you think your inhibitions maybe go out the window a little bit because you're more time poor so therefore, you're like more likely to throw caution and just be like, fuck it, I'm going to put myself out there. I I'm going to so. walk up to that hot guy at the bar and just... I think so. Flirt. And if I get, it goes nowhere, who cares? Because I'm getting on a flight tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I well, have you, have you ever seen like the Before Sunrise trilogy? No. Of films? 
It's really topical. You probably should have watched it in the lead up to this episode. Probably. A bit of research wouldn't hurt you. Yeah, you know me. <laughs> um, but basically the premise of every film is this couple meets and they both have a flight to catch um, like before the sun comes up. Okay. And so they spend the whole night together on this like beautiful date. Mm-hmm. And it just follows them around, like, living their lives. And it's honestly the most, like, emotional, beautiful (laughs) movie ever. Just because of the fact that you know how it ends. Uh, They have to say goodbye. So every moment that they're falling in love is, like, so heightened. Oh, it really, it kind of just, even just then, you you saying they have to say goodbye, that really just set me into a bit of an internal tizzy. A spin. Yeah. (laughs) Because I hate goodbyes. Yeah, me too. And I think, for me, the fear there is... Like, it's fine if we're living in this, like, lustful, you know, spontaneous sort of moment. But if we start crossing into love mm. or feelings, yeah, we're in danger. Because we're no longer just fucking around. We're actually potentially opening ourselves for a world of hurt. Because, like you said, there are expiration dates usually on these situations. Completely. Mm. I think another idea that I have in regards to this is just the mindset that you're in when you're in another place. Like you're not like, Oh, you know, there's someone great, but I'm going to have to squeeze them in around Pilates and work and going out for dinner with my girlfriends. It's like, I'm here to have the best possible time ever. And if somebody here can facilitate that, then Mm. I'm going to pursue it. Well, I have a question for you. Have, would you ever go or have you ever gone overseas with the idea that you might meet someone over there? Like, has it Um, ever, because I personally haven't, but I know that there are people out there who probably have, like, they would go there being like, and who knows, I might meet a gorgeous man. And it's like like, an eat, pray, love adventure. Yeah. Um, No, but I don't think I've ever been on that kind of a holiday before. I'm all about Hamilton and drinks yeah. and helping my mate fix his blown out pants. <laughs> That's it. They're my three things I want to tick off on every getaway. Yeah. Um, no, but I just think like, I think that's a very much the idea that someone in my mind would have if they're going to like, you know, live in Italy for six weeks yeah. or like backpack around like South and Central America, like you're like, maybe I'll meet some crazy person in, you know, the hostel while we're trying to chop a coconut next to each other. And I can't get mine open. So we share his and then suddenly I'm wearing a ring. Both lean in for the straw. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think I'm just kind of picturing like a bit of a chart in my mind, a bit of a graph. Mm -hmm. And I think it's almost like time away then versus potentially like what you're looking for. So like fling all the way through to like committed relationship. Mm-hmm. Cause if I'm going away somewhere, like for example, we have a friend. We do have one. Yep. Yep. Just one other. <laughs> and he, um, spent some time away, uh, in New York, mm-hmm. um, not too long ago. And basically he just went over there as like, I'm going over there for, you know, to work and just like spread my wings. It wasn't, you know, it was for an indefinite amount of time. Yeah. Um, I think the visa was about a year mm-hmm. and he actually didn't go over there with the intention of obviously getting a boyfriend, but he did actually end up getting a boyfriend now. And we all thought he was straight. So it was crazy. <laughs> Wild. <laughs> um, so yeah, basically then this boyfriend became a bit of a catalyst for him to obviously want to stay a yes. bit longer. And then it started to complicate the 
the journey and the trip because it was like, well, am I here now for the ma- this man? Well, am I here to still keep exploring for myself? Do I want to stay longer? Do I come home? Mm. Um, you know, like a whole different set of complications just kind of popped up, but that was not necessarily obviously what he was going there for. Mm-hmm. So I think that, yeah, the way you kind of enter the scenario is not necessarily always the way you leave. No. Well, and I, I'll say that I probably have just lied saying that I didn't ever think I was going to fall in love because the only time I've been overseas for an extended period of time was when I was at uni and I did my exchange in America. Mm -hmm. And obviously I went over there being like, I'm definitely going to end up dating some hot American um, when I'm there. So you went in with the preconceived idea. Well, I just had that like inkling in the back of my head. And then, you know, five of the six months passed and, Nothing had happened, so <laughs> sort of give up at that point. Yeah. And then just as you've given up, this hot American appears in the form of a scrawny little chef. Gorgeous. Who I instantly fell in love with. Uh-huh. And hung out with pretty much every day for the last month that I was there. Yeah, wow. Um, and then... God, why? Always at the end. Always at the end. But it's sort of like... Would it have been any better if I'd met him two months earlier? Probably not. Actually, probably would have been worse. Hey, because probably, probably would much, have been much worse. Deeper. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then you know, it's this really beautiful moment because I lose interest within a matter of days normally. Mm. To then be like, I've been seeing this person for a month now, and in two days I'm gonna have to say goodbye, and I'll definitely never see them again. Yeah, that's so fucking awful. I'm, God, I hate love. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I love was, to hate it. I love to love it. <laughs> I was pretty wrecked by yeah. that. Didn't let anyone know. Especially when something's so new and exciting. Like, that's the last thing you want to do is just let it go. Mm-hmm. Mm, hard one. Yep. It's just, I mean, it is what it is, really. Oh, well, look at you with your feelings. Oh, it's disgusting. Well, I think back to it now and I'm like, God, get a grip. I'm proud of you and those feelings because I'm trying to recall some of mine. I guess my most, I've never actually had a love feeling overseas. Okay. But I have had a dickin. (laughs) (laughs) A Charles Dickens. So I guess my most, my favourite abroad story would have been, I was in Paris. I was in Nice actually, sorry, in France. And City of love adjacent. Absolutely. Same, yep. same. All the same country. Mm. And it was my last night there and my girlfriend was like quite tired and whatever and she was like, I'm going to bed. And I just wasn't really having it. Um, sure. So I jumped on Grindr mm-hmm. and I was like, who's around? What can I do? I was laying in this hostel bed. She's asleep. Anyway, cute boy responds. We get chatting a little bit. The responses were very slow. He then begins to tell me that he's using a translator to talk to me. So, oh, like an electronic one or a person? Like as in uh, he's copying and pasting messages oh, okay. yep. into Google gotcha. Translate gotcha. to talk to me. So the, there's a strong language barrier. God forbid you do that for him. I assume the assumption was just... English is universal, duh. Yeah. <laughs> Please. Uh, no, so then anyway, I end up going around to his house and I was like a little bit nervous because this is pr- obviously one... Well, let's just throw some caution out there for anyone listening. Don't necessarily always do this. It's quite dangerous. Well, I've seen Taken. Thank you. <laughs> but I was obviously young and horny and <laughs> didn't care. Yeah. Your niece. Um, yeah. Went around to this place and like got to this address 
And I was like, how do I get in this? Like, you know, the buildings are all a bit bizarre. Mm. He comes down and gets me. It turns out he lives on this like penthouse of this old school like building, which was just stunning. Looked out over the like French Riviera, absolutely heaven. Walk upstairs. His English is so broken. I'm just like, I don't even care because he was gorgeous. Mm. Anyway, we start like making out. And then <laughs> halfway through, I was kind of like laying on top of him. And he just kind of started going like, oh, oh, and like making this face. And look, I know I'd been eating some pasta and traveling through Europe, but it's not really the face you want someone to make <laughs> when you're laying on top of them. Yeah, I was going to say, big girl. Yeah, big girl was feeling a bit awkward. And yeah, I was like, right. are you okay? And he's like, oh, couldn't really respond. Fat. <laughs> Too big, get off. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, and he's got his translator out and he's like, basically tried to tell me like swimming in rocks or whatever and it took me so long to work it out but basically he'd been swimming in rocks and like hurt his ribs and here I am this big fat Australian (laughs) full of pasta just laying on him like a whale like kiss me you hungry Frenchman Uh, so that was that. Oh my God, um, Paul Pierre. So yeah, embarrassing for him, but embarrassing for me, mm. but super fun experience. Like one I always remember because it was so like from a movie. And so how did you leave it? Got up, kissed his little forehead and said, goodbye, Pierre. I'm off. <laughs> yeah, au revoir. And au revoir, monsieur, and just disappeared into the night. Wow. I wonder if he, I wonder what he thinks of that experience. Probably forgotten. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I wonder if he thinks of you ever. Probably has got sore ribs. Isn't it so weird that, that like, at the time, it's this huge groundbreaking thing. Yeah. Like me leaving my college love of my life, Missy, Missy Girl. Yeah, if you're listening. But actually, looking back, I don't really at all. If you're listening, reach out, whoever you yeah. are. Yeah. <laughs> you know who you are. Um, you might what, be. So wait, you don't at all, as in... As in you just put him, you put him in the like it was an overseas thing basket. It took me a little while, but if if he if I got a message now saying oh, I'm coming to visit, I don't know how I would react to that. Why? <laughs> He'd be like, "What do you need from me?" Because I'm a monster. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I can see that. Like it was the... it was of the moment. I'm a different person now. Okay, I'm well, a different. I was probably a different person a few months later when I got home again. Like based on my story, and I guess that kind of. And the whole sort of hype that we've just explained. Do you think then that this feeling that we get when we're overseas and we, you know, bump into these people is just lust than just driving that ship like a crazy captain? Here's a thought. Mm. I think that you're in love with the place that you're in and the experience that you're having and you channel that into the person that you can personify in that moment. Absolutely. Yeah. 10 points for you. Good job. Thank you. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Great. Well, then that's that's kind of the that category where you're kind of, if I'm using my graph again, mm. short trips, short routes, yeah, l- <laughs> lustful moments, yes. But then as we sort of venture up the scale, please do. What happens when we fall in love? Because there are people out there who are in one, either in a long distance relationship right now, two mm. have been in a situation where they've had to decide whether they want to get into one or whatever. It definitely happens. So my question for you on that is, would you accept being in a long distance relationship? To be honest, I don't know if I actually could. Yeah. Right. And in true podcast fashion with cards on the table, please. 
yes, as you mentioned, like obviously I hit it off with a boy in Sydney. Mm-hmm. And Which can we say is not the longest ever distance. No, it's not at all. But yeah. I will also admit that, and we spoke about it already, the two of us. Like we've acknowledged the fact that we live in different cities. Like That's it's, very, it's a very much an elephant in the room. Yep. You, for me personally, it definitely makes me think like, but why bother? Why bother? Mm. Why why do we do this? Yeah. Because we're kind of just, the further in that you get, you're kind of opening yourself up to, like we said earlier, for that disappointment. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and then in the next breath, I'm like, well, why do you shoot something that's so beautiful? Like if it's, if it's going well, do you want to shoot it in the foot? So... I don't know. It's kind of... Something that's so beautiful. Well, I don't know. Is that a saying? I'm just picturing like a beautiful bird being shot. Yeah. (laughs) I'm with you. Yeah. Um, See, I feel like for me personally, obviously the the first reaction to long distance is always like, that would be really shit. Mm. But the more I think about it, the more it's probably the best possible situation that I could be in. Unpack that further. Well, all I really want is attention and no follow through. Yeah. So, and for me to be able to just flit in somewhere and spend some time with someone that gets sick of them and run off. Get a few nice messages, have a good day. Yeah. Thinking of Not you. too many have a good days because yeah. that would be a bit Annoying. intense. <laughs> <laughs> but I, th- I feel like, I mean, it's hard to know without being in one, but. Yeah. I think it's I definitely, hack it. it's circumstantial because I guess, so I know another boy. Mm. who went travelling, was in Spain. How fun. the girl of his dreams. Oh, a straight man. Straight man. Wow. Met the girl of his dreams, ended up changing his trip to stay in Spain longer so he could continue to spend time there. Ended up coming home for a little bit when he had to and the trip was over. Basically just like collected his stuff and moved straight back over there. Now lives over there permanently. Mm-hmm. Is like engaged to be married to this beautiful Spanish woman. And that was it. That's his life now. He teaches English over there and that's that's that. That's amazing. So, like I know that that's obviously not long dis- distance. They're in the same place. But if he had then come home and tried to stay here, you, you know, like how does that look or how does that feel? That's obviously a challenge. In the next breath too, like what about couples who have been together for X amount of time in the same city and then one of them has to leave and then they decide yeah. to stay together. Like that's so That's hard. what I was thinking. Like sometimes, obviously, you know, if you're in Spain, decide to come home, leave the miso back at the Spanish ranch. The terracotta house. Yeah, you've yeah. made that decision for yourself. Yeah. But sometimes long distance is really just thrust upon you. Yeah. Which sucks. Definitely. Yeah. My, one of my ex-boyfriends asked me if I would ever move to another city mm-hmm. um, because it would be better for his work. And I literally, <laughs> at the time, turned around and was like, no fucking way. Yeah. Um, but I guess looking back, like, if the push came to shove and, he, you know, at the time there wasn't an opportunity for him there when he was asking me. But at the time, if there was, that would really have driven a wedge between the relationship and you would almost have to consider either one staying together or breaking up mm. and staying together and doing it long distance. Like, yeah. So I guess, do you think they work or not or don't work? Long distance? Long distance. Um, I think they can work for a time, but not forever. Yeah. I th- Surely anyone who's trying long distance thinks we just need to do this for now. Mm. 
Like, unless you're me and a psychopath, I don't <laughs> think anyone's preference would be to be dating somebody in another place. Nah, nah. I will admit, yeah, even just like recently chatting to someone who's not physically in this date that I'm in. Yeah. Is frustrating because it's like, well... You just want him to come over for a dickin. Literally. Yeah. Just drive me to the supermarket so I can get some ice cream. Yeah, well, that's it. That's actually more, much more important, isn't it? <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> just need a snack. Absolutely. Um, I guess with all of this, I know that we're kind of sounding like... Doomsday preppers. Yeah, like, meet someone overseas and your heart's going to be broken forever. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I think we should also preface the fact that... Sometimes meeting someone is also really great, no matter what city you're in, either be it the same one or a different one. Yeah, of course. Linking back to that story that I told earlier about our friend from who went to New York, mm. he went over there absolutely knowing not a soul. Yeah. And although he may have made like a few friends here or there, once he actually met this partner, his partner, so many more doors opened for him and his experiences in that city were just heightened because this guy like then could introduce him to all of his friends and mm. like go and do things with his family and like all of these experiences that he never would have been able to do yeah um if he didn't meet him so i feel like there's definitely merit in like the relationship if you meet a native i guess <laughs> a native <laughs> yeah okay your experience can be heightened like yeah imagine all of the amazing things that they can show you and that you can experience and i think that that's probably another element why you probably tend to fall so heavily well, you completely rely on them in that moment. And well, I guess... Just like you're I'm being swept off my feet in so many ways. You're like taking me to your traditional Italian chateau and I'm having lunch with your nonna who's just picked these tomatoes and stood on them. Yeah, right. You know, like... Into a sauce. <laughs> look at me painting my ideal yeah, you've heaven. you really like call me by <laughs> your name yourself, haven't you? That would be obviously my dream. Yeah, right. Uh, I'm so glad you went to Sydney and just got a hickey instead. <laughs> Blew out my ass. Um, <laughs> so what you're saying is love is great as long as you can use them to make friends. Well, I think if it means if your experience in that time was elevated, mm. how amazing. I think the question you've just got to ask yourself during that time is, am I okay with letting this go or mm. knowing that I might have to let this go and knowing that this would have an expiration date and mm. accepting that and then just embracing it while you're there and enjoy it. Like if you know, like you're on that visa, that's one year. Some, the time's going to come where you're going to have to make that decision. And if you're fucking head over heels for that person, when that time comes, bad luck. Well, it's better to have loved and lost Dal, apparently. You're very wise tonight. Yeah. Well, you just read, got my fortune cookie box over here. I really rubbed off. <laughs> on you. them open. <laughs> See what comes out. So we've heard about this beautiful, romantic situation that you've had with Pierre. Oh, gorgeous. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I know what our listeners are like, and I don't think they actually really give a fuck about romance. Me oh. breaking a French man's ribs. Yeah, I want to hear some dirt. What What have you oh. got in that annals of your long, long, long life <laughs> that's going to make me squirm? Let me just consult the roller deck. Yeah. Tell me, about, tell me a bit more about lust and less about love. Oh, you want the fucking dirty tea. Yeah. You disgust me. Um, However, I actually did have a in bit of an interesting romantic situation in, in Italy. I'm not going to use the word romantic, actually. I'm going to oh, retract that word. Okay. It's Feel not the same to... as being taken down to Nonna's Chateau with tomatoes. Okay. However. <laughs> it's, 
So I was actually telling my girlfriend today about the episode that we were recording. Yeah. And she's like, oh, well, surely you're going to tell everyone the story about when you got dragged into a bush when we were in Italy. <laughs> I'm listening. So. You got bushed. Bush bashed. I was, yeah, bush something. So <laughs> we were in Lake Como and I had woke up, went, was going for a beautiful run past George Clooney's house, you know, as you do. Yeah. Mr. Decaffeinado is yeah. out in his undies. Stopping for an espresso. Absolutely. So I'm running along. My little short shorts are out, you know, like it could be pretty, quite obvious that I'm gay, maybe by the way that I'm running anyway. I would assume as much. <laughs> and I kind of, Lake Como for anyone who's been or hasn't been, you, is very luscious. Like it's a very much a like beautiful scenic mountain-esque kind of vibe with this gorgeous sure. lake that runs through. Picture painted, yeah. So, so there's a lot of shrubbery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I'm running along and I kind of stop for a breath, probably after two minutes, but (laughs) 500 in and look over into this bush. And there's a guy standing in the bush with his dick out. Oh, wow. Yeah. And he just kind of is staring at me and then just proceeds to start touching his dick. Okay. And then describe him and also name him. He actually kind of wasn't ugly. Yeah. What's his name? Fernando. Okay. In the bush. Yeah. Telling Fernando's hard away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fernando just kind of looks at me and gives me this like little finger like come in the bush. Right. And I was like, oh, no, no, no. Like freaking out. Like mm. don't be ridiculous, Fernando. It's broad daylight. <laughs> you crazy thing, you. I'm a woman. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a respectful young woman. Well, lady. Uh, so I run on. I jog on. Sure. Anyway, then I kind of uh, can't really get Fernando out of my head. Mm. And I just kind of like keep running for a little bit. Then I realize that I'm done. So I turn around and I have to run back. Yep. Now this time I run a little bit closer to the bush. Just so I can get a bit of a better look on the way past to see if Fernando is still there. Bit of window shopping. Turns out he was and he'd kind of made his way right down to the path. Okay. Fernando sort of steps out semi in front of me. Like he wanted to tell me something basically. So I slow down and I stop. Yep. I love how every single one of your stories should have just ended with you being trafficked. (laughs) I know. It's actually quite fucked to recall. Yeah, Um, play on. Fernando then just kind of like grabs me and basically drags me into the bush. And I didn't really, I can't sit here and claim resistance because there wasn't any. Yeah, right. So Fernando and I... Just a wet rag when you say a cock, aren't you? (laughs) Fernando and I hook up in this bush um, and then... I just jog on and just keep jogging all the way home. Wow. Yeah. And got back and burst into the room and just said to my girlfriend, I've just fucked in a bush. I just got my rocks off, girls. How was your afternoon? Yeah. So as much as I really loved hearing about your Italian bush getting bashed, (laughs) we don't have a huge amount of time left. And I just want to circle back to what's happening right under our noses right now. Yeah. And the love that is maybe on the horizon for you. Oh, across Jesus, Mitchell. Well, across, you know, maybe a, a lake or something. <laughs> I don't really know that much about geography. Yeah. Hit me. What what, what exactly has sparked your curiosity, Dale? Because, of course, you want to just circle back to my personal life. Yeah, live every on single air. time. Because I think that I was put on this earth to put you on the spot <laughs> <laughs> on a podcast. <laughs> so someone who is on the brink of maybe a long-distance relationship. 
Oh, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think it could work for you? Um, look, as I mentioned earlier, I think I can, for the first time ever, I have seen the challenges that people would face yep. that we obviously have spoken about earlier in the episode. Mm. Um, I will also say it's been five minutes. I was going to say, I'm really diving into this since you met four days ago. Yeah. No, no. Like, I, I know it's been five minutes, so I'm not really too worried at this point. But I can definitely see how, like we said, it would create anxiety or hang-ups or reservations moving forward because you kind of start to think, well, what's the point? Or should I bother with that? Or do I want to keep talking to you? Or because I'm just going to end up potentially getting myself hurt. Mm-hmm. Um but I do think that it's important to keep the comms open as much yeah. as possible. Open channel of communication at Which all times. is not shocking from me, obviously. Yeah, of course. Uh, but I think that that's, if you are out there and you're going to, you know, venture down that road, I think that that's really important because if your paths or your thoughts or your feelings are differing from each other without the other person knowing Mm. then you're definitely going to open yourself up for you being hurt and the other person being hurt 100 percent. it's like almost like a short thing you may as well just throw in the towel now but i think if it's gonna survive you need that comms to be super open and transparent like if you are struggling or if it's not working or there's something that you need that you're not getting from that connection because of the distance, the other person needs to know mm-hmm. because there's no point doing the, the FaceTime for two hours and being like, I love you so much and I miss you. I wish you were here. And then hanging up the phone and being like, oh, glad that's done. Anyway, off to do my washing. Yeah. Which is, you know, what, where I would <laughs> yeah. be sitting on that you know, And then the other person's like, oh, wow, I wish they were here. And they're so, you know, they're longing for you and you're just kind of like detached from that mm. whole situation, which I think is this part that kind of scares me a little bit. Yeah. So final question just to wrap on. Yes. When are we moving to Sydney? (laughs) Watch your space. (laughs) Watch your space. Message on the Sydney machine. (laughs) What? what? (laughs) All right, then. Well, what have you learned this episode, Mitch? Because we haven't actually had time in any episode recently (laughs) to discuss this. So you must have just been boiling your blood as well. Furious. The fact that we've diverted minusculely from course. From the the script. Yeah. Yeah. I learned that it's actually a miracle that you're alive because you should <laughs> you should be working in some Russian brothel <laughs> by now for the amount of dumb stuff you do when you're overseas. With a shaved blonde head and like yes. a glass eye. Literally a glass <laughs> eye. Dead behind it. Just drinking straight vodka. Like, what do you need? Yeah. Yeah, that's I me. can't feel it anyway. That's me if I stayed in Europe. What about you? What have you learned? Ooh. I've learned that you're actually sort of half a softie. <laughs> no, you are a softie. You're a fucking softie on Sunday morning on the boat when you leave me alone. But oh, yeah, because I love you. I love you, Dal. No, it was nice to hear that you had um, shared some feelings, romantic yep. feelings for another man. Yeah. Uh, Thank God I squashed them. He was a scrawny chef. <laughs> no judgment. <laughs> Oh, I miss you. But he made some great meals. Yeah. Miss you and your food. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, that's all we've got time for this week. So thank you again for tuning in and listening to us absolutely talk rubbish. But yeah, we... but good rubbish. Oh, the kind that like... Recyclable. Doesn't smell. Yeah. <laughs> no bin juice here. No, no, no. Um, obviously, if you enjoyed this episode, make sure that you could subscribe or follow and leave us a review um, because we love to hear what you guys think and we love to see that people are listening 
also head to our Instagram, which is what, Adrian? It is at Message on the Machine, funnily enough. And while you're there, obviously follow, chuck us some likes, have a scroll through. And if you're listening to this right now and you found it hilarious or somewhat entertaining, please share it to your Instagram stories or send it to a friend because that is how we grow and that is how we continue to do this for you. The bar just gets lower and lower. Entertaining or just somewhat. If you smirked, (laughs) if you coughed during this episode. Yeah, we're giving very clear instructions now. If you haven't turned it off by now. If you do that thing where you're messaging someone and you say, ha ha, Mm. but you really haven't laughed it all out loud or lol. Yeah. Share I'm it. sitting on the floor right now, dying. I've never laughed so hard in my entire life. Ruffle copter. He said, "Deadpan." <laughs> well, that's it, guys. Um, good luck out there. Yeah, we will see you at the next one.